Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different grape varieties, the different styles of wine, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we're going to look at southern Italy, an historically poor part of Italy, made up of several different regions, Campania, Puglia, Basilicata, and Calabria, as well as Sicilia, or Sicily, and Sardinia, or Sardinia in English, in the Mediterranean Sea. All these regions are hot, very hot days, and they're quite arid, especially when you go further inland, making farming difficult, hence the poverty of many of these regions. It is more fertile on the coast, however, which is where some of the simpler wines are produced. Very little attention has been paid to these wines, which has led to very little improvement and also very little investment. These wines in the 20th century were generally used for blending, adding colour, body and alcohol to wines from the northern Italy, which were more prestigious and sought after. However, quality is rising in southern Italy. There has been more investment since the 1990s and more focus on some of the grape varieties planted here to distinguish them from the rest of Italy and Europe. So let's look at some of these these regions and the styles of wine that have been produced there and what the future holds for these regions. How can they improve and how can they compete on the world stage? So first of all we look at Campania, which is the region based around the city of Napoli, or Naples in English. And Campania was the historic centre of wine production in Roman times. That's going back 2,000 years, of course, and a lot has changed since then. And now Campania has um, not really been making that high-quality wine during the 20th century. But there are three particular DOCs which produce exceptional wine. There is a low amount of DOC production. 3.5% of the wine made in Campania is DOC, one of the lowest in Italy, and this is typical of southern Italy. There are very few DOCs. But there is the potential for quality by using local varieties, planting on volcanic soils, using the sunshine to get those grapes ripe, but planting on hillside sites to get a diurnal temperature variation and maintain the acidity from the cooler nights. So those three DOCs I was mentioning, Aglianico is the really important black grape here, and that's used for the Tarazi DOCG, where it must receive three years of ageing, one in wood, plus another year for reserva, if it's a Tarazi reserva. The soil here is volcanic, with the best wines coming from vines planted four to five hundred metres high in altitude to maintain that acidity. Aglianico is a late ripening grape, which is why it likes southern Italy, because um, that warm weather will get the grapes ripe even going into the autumn. The tannins are really high, so really dry and gripping, and Aglianico can be quite difficult when young because it's so dry and chewy, And th- but th- this means that it's a very age-worthy wine as the tannins slowly soften over time, and it also has high acidity. Another DOC in Campania is Falerno del Massico, and this is based on the historic region of Falerno, which was a Roman wine, very popular during that time, and they're trying to revive and resurrect that um, DOC, but it's still a very young project. The reds are Aglianico-based blends, the Primitivo can be used, we'll look at that grape uh, later, and then the whites are Falangina, which is a fantastic white grape in southern Italy, floral and leafy and fruity, with high acidity and very high quality, very refreshing. Another white grape is Fiano, and this is for the Fiano Davolino DOCG. And this is an aromatic grape with a dry texture, it's quite smoky. It lacks some acidity, that's its uh, major downfall, but it likes the volcanic soils of uh, Campania. Greco 
is the Grateful Greco di Tufo. It's quite like Viognier. More alcohol, more structure than a Fiano, and it's got an oily body as well. And those have improved greatly in quality over the last 20 years. So lots of good Italian white wine to investigate. Moving across Italy to Puglia, this is Italy's heel, and this is a long region which is much more fertile than anywhere else in southern Italy. Puglia comes from the Latin appluvia, which means a lack of rain, so there's very little rainfall here. But yields are high, especially on the plains, where the nights are very hot. And so this is where very basic wine is produced, and there is a high production of table wine uh, made in Puglia, and also a lot of the grapes go into vermouth. 60% of the wine is made by cooperatives, and only 25% of the production is sold in bottle. So there's a lot of very basic stuff here being made. Only 2% of Puglia's wines are DOC wines. Puglia is divided into three regions. The north is where the plains are, and this is where the high-volume uh, grapes are planted. Very simple. In the centre, there's a couple of grape varieties which are of interest. Uva de Troia is a local grape which produces fantastic wines, really concentrated and structured, but floral, with um, red fruits, very high quality, but it's very rarely found outside Puglia. You pretty much have to go there to find a wine made from it, but very worthwhile. And also Montepulciano is a grape that shows some promise in the central region of Puglia. To the south is where most of the quality wine production is made, the Salento Peninsula. And the major grape here is Negro Amaro, which literally means bitter black, which gives an idea of what the wines made from Negro Amaro taste like. There's uh, eight DOCs made using Negro Amaro, or having it as the base. Uh, Salici, Celentino, and Copetino are perhaps the two most important. And this is a later ripening grape with uh, quite high tannins, sometimes blended with Malvasia Nero, and also Primitivo. So Primitivo is, of course, the same grape as Zinfandel in essence, but it does have different local qualities. The name Primitivo is because the grape ripens quite early, and it ripens earlier than Zinfandel does in California. And that's problematic because there's not the complexity and the body to the wines that one would look for in Zinfandel itself. And so Primitivo here on its own, I don't think is as high quality as Zinfandel is in California. But there have been more and more plantings of Primitivo because of the fame attached to it when it was discovered that it was uh, very closely related to Zinfandel. So there's a lot of single varietal plantings where it really is best used in a blend. There are six IGPs in uh, Puglia, and this allows for the production of more varietal wines, actually putting the grape on the label, which is great for international um, audiences. So Puglia produces a lot of very, very basic wine, but there is a concentration of quality on the southern uh, part of the peninsula. Moving further inland to Basilicata, and this is uh, one of Italy's poorest regions. It's mountainous and it's landlocked, so very um, disconnected from uh, urban centres. Lots of emigration out of this area during the 20th century, and now only 600,000 people live here. It only has one um, DOC, and that just happens to be one of the very best, not just in southern Italy, but in Italy. And that's Aglianico de Vultore. And from the Aglianico grapes, so the same qualities as Tarazzi that we mentioned, high acidity, high tannins, late ripening, red fruits, some black fruits as well, really, really age-worthy. The grapes are grown on an extinct volcano, so Aglianico really likes volcanic soils, just 400 hectares of plantings, and the best uh, grapes come from 400 and 50 to 600 meters altitude, and that's for the cool nights. And so those cool nights preserve the acidity and slow the ripening down, allowing Aglianico to ripen late as it should.
Prices here are high, and this and Aglianico de Voltore commands some of the highest prices of any of southern Italy's wines, and that allows uh, grape growers and winemakers to properly invest in the DOC. The yields are low, and the grapes are picked late to allow Aglianico to get its full ripeness, to really get in the complexity for the wines, because the high prices allow that. And more new oak is being used in this DOC, just to soften those tannins a little bit. Calabria is the toe of Italy's boot, and this has very little quality wine being made. Uh, the most famous DOC is Ciro, which is actually the sole of the boot. It's very warm in this part of Italy, and so alcohol is high, especially as Ciro, the base of the wine, is Gagliopo, which is a grape which has lots of sugar in it and produces quite full-bodied, robust, high-alcohol wines. And maybe some oak will be used for the wines of Ciro. Falangina is also grown here along the coast, quite fresh, with no oak. Moving away from the mainland, we go to Sicilia, or Sicily, and this is a large island. It's the largest island in the Mediterranean Sea, very hot and improving. Wines from Sicily have been made all the way back to the Romans, very important then, and Sicily remain, remains its importance because it's a very large wine-producing region. So the biggest area for production in Italy is the Veneto, and then Puglia and Sicilia uh, rival each other for second and third places, but Sicily has more quality wine than Puglia does, I would say. It's very mountainous, with very low rainfall as well. Sicily has been producing a lot of quite simple wine during the 20th century, but as is common with uh, southern Italy, it is improving. Uh, that's because it has lots of advantages which it can, can exploit, and it wasn't exploiting these advantages previously, but is now. Um, it has the hillside and elevations. The hillside slopes are got cooler nights, getting the sun, moving across them to get the foot grapes fully ripe, so you have that balance of sugar, aroma and acidity. Diurnal range of uh, temperature, so warm days, cool nights, indigenous grapes to work with to make the wine stand out, and also the warm weather. Grape growing here is not too difficult. Quality is also increasing because uh, more growers and producers are using wire train systems to control the yields, which are naturally high in the warm conditions. And there's been lots of outward investment and wine consultants coming into the region to help local winemakers make quality wine. A number of native varieties uh, to Sicily. The most planted on the island is Catarato, and that's 38% of all plantings, and a lot of that is made for grape concentrate, which is basically grape juice to be sold to the rest of the country. But there is white wine made from it, which is good, it's high acidity, it's refreshing, but quite neutral. Uh, two more interesting grapes are Inzolio and Grio, and these are two grapes which are used for the historic fortified wine Marsala, and these have the potential for quality. Inzolio is aromatic and nutty, and Grio is more full-bodied, and they work very well together um, as part of a blend, Inzolio providing the aromatics, the Grio the body. And in general in Sicily there's been a big improvement in white wines. There are lots and lots of different grape varieties planted here, some of them native, some of them from mainland Italy like Fiano, and others international like Chardonnay. And that's come from the better uh, winemaking practices and grape growing practices as well. And then black grapes, uh, Nero d'Avola is the most important and famous indigenous grape variety to Sicily, 13% of all plantings on the island, and this has a deep colour and firm tannins and it's really fruity with chocolate aromas. It's a very inviting, appealing wine, which uh, wine drinkers like, they like that fruit that they can taste. But there are more serious examples made of Nero d'Avola too. 
Another grape is Nerado Mascalese, and this is used for um, Etna. So Etna is the volcanic mountain on Sicily, and vines are planted high up on the slopes of the volcano, as high as a thousand meters, or even higher than that. And that produces a very different style of wine from Nerodavola, for instance. The high altitude means a slow ripening, it means very cool nights, so the wines have high acidity, and very much lighter color than other wines from southern Italy, and lighter body as well. And these are very fashionable wines, very uh, pleasing, not dif not dissimilar to Pinot Noir. And there's also white wine made on Etna as well, very refreshing, with really complex body to them as well. And then moving further north from Sicily is Sardinia, or Sardinia in English. And this is perhaps the, the least developed of all Italy's wine regions in terms of quality. There is a slow increase in quality, but nowhere near as quickly as other regions in southern Italy and elsewhere. There's been no real investment from abroad or from um, in, on the island itself. They're not ma matching the varieties to the soils, so they're just planting varieties where they feel like, without actually considering where best to plant them. And the DOCs allow high yields, which means there isn't that much quality, they're just producing lots of wine without focusing on quality. It's hot, the wines will have high alcohol, there's a Spanish influence to the island, Sardinia is perhaps the least Italian of all the Italian uh, regions. Cananao and Carignano are the two major black grapes. Cananao is Garnacha, or Grenache, and it came there from Spain. So that produces full-bodied, high-alcohol wines with red fruits, but lacking some acidity. And Carignano is Carignana, the also coming from Spain. And as in Spain or southern France, where it's Carignan, the um, yields are high, and especially as the the, the, limit, the regulations don't limit yields enough, so you get lots of yields with Carignano with pretty low average quality. There's some decent wine, but not that much. And then the white wine is Vermentino, and Vermentino is very good on the coast, same in Italy where it's Favorita, and in France where it can be called Roll, has a salty quality to it. And the main DOCG here is Vermentino di Calora, which was made a DOCG in 1996, but it's believed that it's not really good enough to be a DOCG, though it has improved the quality a little bit because of more strict restrictions. So that is southern Italy. Lots of history, lots of poverty, but lots of potential for improvement. Aglianico is one of my favourite grapes, not just of Italy, but of anywhere. I highly recommend trying those wines if you can get your hands on one. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.